you're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. All right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> For some reason, I imagined me saying something really witty <laughs> when we came back. I had a panic attack that I couldn't see my bar spiking. And I was like, I checked my fucking mic, but it's because Kristen was talking and not me. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That. <laughs> I did my best. I did my fucking best. <sighs> oh my gosh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 198, where we will be jumping into City of Heavenly Fire with the prologue, Fall Like Rain. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What, what? Start us off. Yes, the first yes, one of the year. We are back. Yes. Yes. Oh. Um... Welcome back. It's going to take us some time to get back in the swing of things, even though it's only been two weeks. Yeah, this feels so feels longer. It's, I think it feels longer because we were doing chats, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 So funny. Yeah, it's been, I mean, I think it's been almost a full month since we've done like a legit episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so obviously, how was your guys's holiday? Good, chaotic, surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> what did you guys get for Christmas? No sleep <laughs> till Brooklyn. Yep. Um, I got a belt bag, like fanny pack Mm -hmm. sort of looking thing that I really like um and I was really concerned that this strap was going to be too small for my body it was not and I don't know why it was really like a thing for me and it was fine it was cool yep yay and then um my husband gave me cash cash money because I usually give him shit for getting me a gift card Mm -hmm. and I (laughs) don't know why (laughs) just because it's very easy for I'm like oh you went to Fred Meyer and just got a fucking gift card on the way home um, but it's evolved. Like it went from a gift card to a place I don't shop at. Right. Um, to at least gift cards for places I did shop at. And then this time I was just like, he's like, do you want me to give you tattoo money? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Yeah. How are your tattoos feeling guys? Good. You shared them, right? Mm, oh, per- personally. I don't remember. Oh. Did we? Well, no, um, that seems rude. Oh, yeah. OK, we'll put that on Instagram. Sorry. Well, and I was thinking we should we were going to take a picture together. And then the entire time, like when I was because Kristen came to my house in the morning, we got ready to go. Oh, my God. How fun. What a good day you guys had. I know. And cool. I was just as I was getting dressed, it's like I feel like I wore this last literally last time I got a tattoo. I feel like this was the fit. And so then I went back and looked at the picture, and the beanie color was different, but everything else, yes, was the same. So <laughs> I was in uniform. And so then I didn't want to take a picture in case somebody knows uh-huh. that I have the same clothes that I wear often. Right. Apparently. Heaven forbid you wear the clothes you own. It's crazy. Right. I was fully wearing the same pants, shoes, and socks. Mm-hmm. So oh. there you go. Just a different shirt and jacket. Well, I like that shirt because it's loose mm-hmm. it's like a tank yeah. top yeah. and it, it's not restrictive at all and 
I can move my body freely. Like that was the reason why. Yeah. It's your comfort clothes. Uh huh. Your comfies. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I got an ice maker, which is exactly what I wanted, nice. and a bunch of stuff from my Amazon wish list that I have to return because none of it worked out, which. Is fine. You're like, it, it was, was fun to I get to test I put it on the stuff. wish list. <laughs> like, yeah, it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a huge return pile in my car right now. I just love Amazon for that because it's so easy to return things. Mm. So that's really nice. Um, Kristen, we haven't heard what you got separately. Oh, um, I got a record player from Jason. <gasps> That was, I'm very awesome. excited. It has Bluetooth, so I can put it in the studio and have it in my earphones if I want. Um, Amazing. And then. Did you just say earphones? Yeah, I'm sorry. Headphones, whatever. Ear holes. It was Obviously, very record player earphones. It was very like gramophone. It was on brand. <laughs> Listen, I am like half teenage dirtbag and half old lady. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's um, very Portland of you. I got this yes. shirt. Um, Fucking love that shirt. I'm not wearing a bra, shirt. so excuse the loose tits, but uh, it says pot dealer on we it. We can read it better. And it has, <laughs> um, it has for those of you at home, it has uh, silhouettes of, like, pots, you know. <laughs> like pottery. Ceramic. Ceramic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a very thoughtful one. I love it. Yeah. Um. Oh, 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 and my my favorite thing was something from my Amazon wish list, and it was my mm-hmm. Kindle stand with the page turner remote. Oh my god, I want one of those for TikTok. It's so good. I love it. Ugh. And then Jason's like, you look like ill, like you're just laying there completely still staring off into space. Yeah, next you need those glasses that have the, the mirror in them so you can lay flat but look yeah. that way. I saw that for someone who was, like, doing, like, knitting, and I was like, yeah. that's amazing. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, I was going to run and grab it. One of the other things I got was a, a light that goes around my neck, and it has these, like, bend, bendable <gasps> uh-huh. lights on the end. Yeah, yeah. And so it's really helpful while I'm crocheting. Because I, I always find myself with darker yarn having to sit really close to the, the light. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Nice. Sorry. Love it. How does um, neat? I told a story at daycare when I was doing drop off uh-huh. um, that I have to tell Ooh, now. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I don't even know how it came up while during drop off, but so the three of us clearly went out for Robin's birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy day, happy B day, Robin. What? And. Um, Kristen, we went we went out at nine because, of course, we wanted to do half price happy hour yeah. apps and, and beverages. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided nine. So Kristen had to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> um, Robin had to take an antacid. And I had a hard time driving home because it was dark. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it was just like, we're a mess. This is crazy. We are, but we're our mess. Yeah, we're still, I am still considered in my mid-30s, right? Yeah, for sure. We all yeah. are. We Til, all are. Till June? Yes. <laughs> what is, so. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> One last thing. 
before we get started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is Kristen has a very funny story. Oh. From her oh, failed fuck me. Christmas. Oh, fuck me. Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> we have... Okay, so at Christmas at my husband's family, <laughs> there was like 13 of us, and we're in the living room. And I don't know about you guys, but the vibes were off this holiday season for us. I just... it I don't know. And and maybe, you know, I feel like as you get older, you say it every year, like, oh, Christmas snuck up on me. You, you know, we do it yeah. every year because our lives are chaotic and whatever. But this year... We were all, mm-hmm. like, very sick. Yes. Leading mm-hmm. up to it, too. And that just, like, I am still drained of energy and I had a week off of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, just the vibes were off. So we're at my husband's family's house and everyone's just... Like, I don't know, like, I, no one's saying anything, right? It just, it feels awkward. And then, like, so my husband's like, so, blah, blah, blah. Like, how about that TV show? How about or, them cowboys? Know, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it was just, like, there was lulls throughout the day where just no one's saying anything. And we're all just kind of staring at each other. And, like, the kids are on their phones. And then, like, you know, it, it's just weird. Whatever. Um. <clears throat> And so then I don't remember because I must have blacked out, but I don't remember why <laughs> the conversation started or like why I felt the need to like add my two cents. Um, but I told a funny story like it just and, and it, I don't know that it was necessarily a story as much as it was just like a funny ha ha about baby's first felony. You know, we're like dressing all in black and going out to steal cable. Right. And then um, nobody laughed and everyone just quietly stared at me in horror. And so then I doubled down and was like, ah, but it was funny. (laughs) And I go, oh, guess everybody didn't have a weird childhood like mine. Like, and it still nothing. And I'm like, my sister-in-law didn't even come in to save me. And that's. That's a betrayal that I'll have. I'm still, not, yes. I don't know how I'll get over it. Um, but <laughs> my husband was like kind of chuckling, but I think he was more laughing at me than with me. Absolutely. <laughs> As but he should. He also has heard this story and thinks it's funny. So I'm like. I mean, I feel like you've shared this story on the podcast. It's one I of your so. antidotes. It's your back pocket. Yeah. It's like, it's one like, of those funnies. Come on. And then, like, this person's like, I don't think that's a felony. And I didn't want to argue that, like, breaking into a junction box, it says it on the front that it's a felony. But. (laughs) That's not where the discussion was supposed to lead. It was just supposed to be ha ha ha. Anyway. But I was like, that's not. I guess you know where you stand for next year. Like, that wasn't the the funny part. You missed it. (laughs) (laughs) the funny part is that i am a living breathing person who has not been in prison (laughs) that's the funny part (laughs) i am a productive member of society that's the funny part (laughs) anyway uh so yeah it was real awkward and that's something that i will think about for the next five to ten years yeah absolutely five to ten business years yes Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, my um, when my uncle passed at his funeral, I was I, I was doing okay. He was ve- he was very special to me. Mm-hmm. But when everyone was like, "Does anyone else have anything to say?" I decided I did because he was so amazing. I had to say something. But then I stood up and got really anxious. Yep. And um, I started talking and I kind of like blacked out yep. in the middle of it. And um, so I was talking, but I'm not sure that I made sense. Yep. And still to this day have anxiety about what the hell I, I don't even know what I said. I can't remember. I wasn't there. Yep. Wasn't <laughs> it was me. an out-of-body experience. <laughs> I just, you went yeah, somewhere else. I got so emotional and anxious about all the people watching me get emotional that I just blacked out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. I was going to say something at my grandpa's funeral, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was forced to read the the part of the eulogy for my grandfather's funeral. Because um, I was like, my, my cousin and me both read. Because um, we were the oldest grandchildren. Um, and I was, Bryn was a babe, like a toddler, maybe one. So I was like 21, right? Oh, and so uh-huh. I did it. Um, it was horrible. I hated it. I hated it so much. And then when my stepdad died, I got up and just, I was just going to say a couple words. Same thing happened to me. Like I, I, I spoke gibberish. I don't know what the fuck. I, I told a story that yeah, just yeah. Like, didn't make any sense and like whatever. But from that point mm-hmm. on, I was like, I'm never, because I've unfortunately been to a lot of funerals and like, but I was like, never again. And I just won't. I didn't speak at my grandma. Yeah. I was like, I, I can't. I fucking can't. Mm-hmm. Public speaking is like not my jam, and especially not like me being vulnerable in front. Absolutely, yes. like, that's my worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yes. So I just was like blanket rule. I'm not doing this. So yes. if either of that's you good, die, I want you to know that I'm gonna pre-record something and play it. I can't get up there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Plus, it'll be it'll be funnier that way. So <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I would like my celebration of life to be. Everyone hilarious. must be laughing. If you're not laughing, you you know what? Amanda would be the perfect fucking person for the the coffin confession dude to come and be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I like you, fuck you. Like <laughs> Yeah. I've never heard of that before. That sounds fucking cool. There's this guy in, I want to say, uh, I want to say Ireland, but that might just be me in my head. But um, he's uh-huh. in Europe somewhere. <laughs> um, and he, his buddy, um, or yeah, it was like his buddy was like, I, you know, I'm dying and I want you to like read this letter and like at my funeral and basically like, be the like you know tell people off that you know whatever and yeah and he did and then he just started doing it for people and like people will pay him to like come and yeah like tell off family members and shit and like that they never got to wild and i mean i don't know like it gives me anxiety being dead even (laughs) i would i would still have anxiety about it in in my urn. Oh, being the person that's talking shit? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You would just, you have good delivery, is what I think yeah. it is. To be the, like, yeah. you're reading someone else's secrets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got good delivery. That's wild. <sighs> anyway. 
Um, awesome. Our 200th episode is coming up quick. Yeah. So, um, are we going to do... You know what? We'll talk You're about this offline. making a game for us. Yeah. Okay. Because we'll have to figure out time, like, timing. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I just got a random text I didn't expect. Okay, anyway. Random? It was from my husband. I oh, just, okay. anyway, it was vague. Don't you love it? <laughs> I love, I love, can we talk, just, I'm sorry, you spark something in me why do men only answer the first question when you send them a text message that has multiple they only answer the first thing yes why um honestly my husband's the same way in person (laughs) (laughs) he will only answer one of the questions i asked and sometimes i'm like yes to which one Were you even listening? I asked him that last night. I was like, were you even listening to me? And he repeats it back and he was not right. And I was just, but it was partially what I said. So I was just like, cool. I just let it go. Some of that was true. What fucking filter do you have on your ear holes? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, anyway. (sighs) Well, I don't know about you guys. Do we have anything else? No? Mm. All right. Well... Um, we don't need a recap because we're starting fresh. So we're just going to yes. jump on in. Um, right? There's nothing else we need to say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Sorry. It's been a while since we've done yes, this. No. No. Yes. Who's on first? <laughs> <coughs> All right. Friends, fans, and fellow nerds, we are gathered here today for the beginning of the end. The opening notes of an epic finale. (laughs) The long-awaited 2,550 pages, to be exact, conclusion to an epic series uh, is about to begin. So naturally, we will be spending this episode meeting an entirely new cast of characters. (laughs) As you do. As you do. So before we get into this a thick boy, that's two C's, um, I need to read the first line of this book. (laughs) So, quote, on the day Emma Carstairs' parents were killed, the weather was perfect. I just, I want an honest, what do you guys think about that sentence? It reminds me of, like, the back of a book from like middle school like that's the hook Mm -hmm. into the book Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. um i didn't remember that it said that so that's cool (laughs) okay at least we know that that happens right away (laughs) okay but i i I, so like yes that is the hook like and i got to that i got to that place too but my initial reaction is this sentence is backwards and I don't, I think it's my brain and it's just me. I don't think this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just like, why would you say on the day Emma Carstairs' parents were killed, the weather was perfect? Why wouldn't you say the weather was perfect on the day Emma Carstairs' parents were killed? Your hook is still the same. But it's a 
It's a better sentence. Okay, here's the thing. If you were writing normally within a paragraph, I would say yes, you're correct. Right. Mm -hmm. But because this is like standalone. It's like the talons in it. I just think like what a good opening for a book. Mm -hmm. And to be like, I have to fucking read this series. Why save it for the last one? (laughs) Right. Like, like, I mean, I guess I don't remember how the other books open. Cassie's good with a hook. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it's fucking good, dude. It 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 is. It is. It just. But like, this is why reading can be exhausting for me, because this is how I look at every sentence. Is this sentence how I feel like it's the the best sentence that it can be? And if it's not, then I I like reword it in my brain. Or if I come across a paragraph and I'm just like. This is like all jumbo. No, this is not what this is supposed to mean. And then I'll just, I'll revise it in my brain because I'm, I'm sick. Okay. I will say, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. That's You're it. editing I'm it. I'm sick. That was end of sentence. There was no more. <laughs> I feel like, okay. So as we all know, I just audio booked the whole series mm-hmm. basically. Oh yeah. Um, The whole end from like this point Mm -hmm. on and i will say physically reading this is much different than listening to it yes through my eardrums yes Uh uh-huh and i feel like i'm a little more like cynical about it not in this like it really the next chapter but i was just surprised the difference between me being like, oh, my God, in love, yep. hard eyes, whatever. And not that I don't love the book, but I was definitely picking it apart more, which I guess is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is all I have to say about that. I I agree. I find that books that I listen to, at least I think I agree, books that I listen to, I like more than when I when mm-hmm. I read them. I'm, I'm far more critical when I'm reading a book than when I'm listening to it because it takes – more to hold my focus when I'm reading versus when I'm listening right like you don't have to do a whole lot while I'm listening but if I'm if I'm gonna read this thick boy you better have you better be interesting and you better be written well and if you're not then I'm gonna in my brain make those adjustments as we go and you'll see I I make some adjustments here as we go (laughs) (laughs) To me, I I agree with you because it's like acting, you know, and that's what I feel like we get from Sophie Turner when she, Mm -hmm. that's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. By the way, I I don't remember if I bring it up in my part, but the word foyer is in my section Uh and she says foyer and I know that's how it's really pronounced, but she says it so beautifully and I'm just like, I could listen to that all day long. (laughs) Like, her voice is so beautiful. And then on the other hand, for some reason, we even split the chapter. It's not even every other chapter. We have to listen to that weird robot sounding guy. Do you know who That has is? no emotion. Do you know who I he don't, is? I know he's an actor. I Googled him. I don't know who he is. Did you ever watch Veronica Mars? No, I didn't. <gasps> Dude, how? Veronica Mars is so I know. up your alley. I feel like I was a little too old and then I didn't have TV really like access to be able to watch it when it was a thing. I didn't Mm -hmm. watch it until I was in like my mid 20s, like way after it was on air. Like, okay, I was I might have to check it out someday. But I I think he does a very good 
Simon. I like the way he does Jace's voice. I do, um, too. I like that they kept the accents. And I like the way he acts people, acts as people. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. his narr- narration of narrating things. Like, you know, the glass table was in the corner of the room. Like, to yes. me, that's very, like, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But then when he has the dialogue, I'm like, right. okay. Yeah, like, his narrator voice is mono toned mm-hmm. <laughs> um where are we oh yeah okay okay so I'm, I'm glad thank you for thank you for that um so <laughs> now on to the good stuff because as weird as that sentence feels it's a great hook into this new chapter or i'm sorry into this new character <laughs> the first few paragraphs are a little bit of an info dump but a necessary a necessary one <laughs> This is, you guys, we, it's been a minute. Okay. I'm, I'm getting used to reading from a script again. (laughs) I apologize. So Emma's from LA. Um, her parents were shadow hunters out of the Los Angeles Institute and the night they died, which is what this prologue is like the night they died. So, um, Emma recalls her parents having a conversation about the new runes, I, specifically a fearless rune, um, which is our first clue that they died sometime after the initial war in City of Glass because... Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh-huh. Clary had, you know, come out with her rune abilities at that point. Because uh, right. he's like, I'll stick to the gray book, thanks. <laughs> which is such a dad thing to say. <laughs> it's fair. Yes. <laughs> It's like, I don't need any of that newfangled technology quite yet. (laughs) So the LA Institute sounds like a mansion off the OC. Like, Mm -hmm. and from little Emma's point of view, she's like, you can like see through it. Like it's got glass on all sides. And like, it's basically just like a Malibu mansion. Yes. Like on the cliff. I don't even like the beach. And I would like to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds delightful. Um, and of course, uh-huh. the memory is like laced with her guilt for not being. Because this. It's weird the way the narration is. Because. It's it's kind of like a memory. Like this prologue is. But it's all. But she also like weaves in parts about like. If she would have known. Right. Like there's a little bit of that in the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's like this, like, there's like guilt, you know, kind of like painted around the edges of this memory as she's like thinking Mm -hmm. about how she didn't like, she, she was like, okay, yeah, bye. And then like rushed off and wasn't like, wasn't present in the moment to say goodbye to her parents. Right. Right. When they dropped her off. Because of course she's eager to get to training and see her friends and do all this stuff. And she's not expecting that this is the last time she's going to see her parents. You know, she's a little kid. Absolutely. But, uh, can we like, please have one prologue where my heart isn't being ripped out? Pretty please. Like, can we just not? No, never. Mm -mm. (sighs) We're hunting shadows here. Yep. Yeah. So when Emma got into the Institute, um, there was like a bunch of other adult shadow hunters there, which she guessed meant that they had some sort of meeting. Um, and this is new for us because like we get a peek, like we got a peek into the, 
want to say it was the Italian, like the Milan Institute or the Venice Institute in Red Scrolls. Um, Mm -hmm. But just for like a second. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but like between the London Institute and then the New York Institute, like they're just not, they just weren't trafficked as much. And London, I think that was part of like the time, like they had people living there. So there's people around, but people weren't coming in all over the, all, all the time. But for New York, because Maris and Robert were running the Institute and they were basically like, pariahs i think that was the reason why we don't get a lot of that so we haven't seen like a fully functioning institute as it's supposed to function so i thought that was right, interesting right. that the, oh everyone was here for a meeting and the kids are running through and da, 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 you know i do like that yeah uh-huh can you guys hear me yeah yes Oh, your picture's frozen. Oh, oh yeah. I thought she was still just sitting waiting for us to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Hey, sorry about that. There she is. <laughs> you should be. How dare you. Uh, all right. Where are we? There we are. Okay. Where were we? I'm sorry. I. Anyway. 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 (laughs) Anyway. Thank you. Uh, Emma's bestie is Julian Blackthorne. His dad runs the Institute. Not a bad friend to have, as we know. Um, But she doesn't want to waste precious training time with niceties. So she avoids them and heads straight up to uh, change into her, like, training gear. And we get a little, another little nugget. Uh, Emma is the holder of the Carstairs Ancestral Blade Cortana, um, made by Waylon the Smith. Yes, those Waylons. Uh, in the same batch as Excalibur and a bunch of other super historic swords. And Emma's father passed it down to her when she was 10, double digits, to Crazy. train with until it, like, officially becomes hers at 18. Um, and so he's just like, double digits. Here's a sword. Don't lose any. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I mean, I guess Shadowhunters let like live fast, die young. Right? Robin, mm-hmm. when was when was the first time you shot a gun? Uh, five. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we can't. We don't have any leg like, to stand on. The first time I shot a rifle, uh-huh. I was 10, so. <laughs> or no, 8. Uh-huh. I was an adult and married, and I did it once, and it the thing flew back and went in my shirt and burned me, and I said, here you go, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you can have this back. Yeah. Was your dad in the military, Amanda? <laughs> no. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <sighs> yep. To learn how to shoot a gun. Yeah, he was a farmer. Yeah. Um. Okay. Where am I? Oh yes. Here we are. Okay. So there's this whole like lore dump here. Um. But it really doesn't matter at the moment, and we'll readdress everything when it does. So I'm. I just. I'm skipping it. Um. So, okay. Emma, well, it's just like the specifics of 
the sword and all of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Um, so Emma's 12 and she's incredibly excited to turn 18 and finally claim her sword. Um, and it's literally all she can think about her and Julian with his crossbow because like he, they can't have the same weapon, obviously. Um, like being badasses together, like standing on the cliff after killing a bunch of demons. Like she's like her, her like manifestation is, is going strong right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I see okay, it all. <laughs> listen, <clears throat> this is not important. Yeah. And I feel like we're going long anyway, oh, but sorry. it's a bump for you for not having us for two yeah. weeks. Yes. Um, do you think we as in the three of us are weird people where i'm like amanda i really love your pants and she's generally so excited that i love the pants and she wants me to buy the same pants as her so we can be matchy matching twins then i can feel how great the pants Mm -hmm. are yeah and like or you know Kristen, we can order the same glasses or whatever like we're into it is that weird to like because my kid was upset the other day that someone was like copying her or whatever and i was like dude imitation is the highest form of flattery like why do you fucking care such a Um, mom thing to say i love you and then it's even like this like oh you can't have the same weapon sort of thing which i get for that it's a little more like let's be a well-rounded battle unit with a bunch of different weapons to kill people like i get that you want someone with range but it just made me think of like, is that a weird thing? I don't think it's weird. I don't think so. But I like we had me and Robin kind of had this conversation the other day. I was like, I don't understand how girls these days, specifically like my kid and she's a teenager. She's 15. She'll be 16 in a few months. But she doesn't have like best friends. Like she doesn't have like a best friend that she's obsessed with. And I'm like, I, I, I couldn't be me. Like, I love you guys so much. I want to know everything. I want to know everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yes, when I say I like your shirt, yes, I want you to tell me where you got it, how much you spent, did you use a coupon? Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And what size did you buy? How does it feel? Have you slept in it? Does it feel good without a bra? Like, I need to know. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Well, and then what size did you buy? Because I know what size to change my stuff based on what size you have. Because we buy the same shit all the fucking time. Yes. Yes. Amazing. (laughs) So, in my opinion, no, we're not the weird ones. They're the ones that can't make strong emotional connections. (laughs) Okay. But I do remember being young and, like, wanting so bad to, like, have my own individuality. Um, but then, yeah, I don't, but I, I still, not with my friends. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I was always wanted to be anti-conformist on everything. But that did not include my friend group. Well, no. No, because you have to have somewhere to belong. Yeah, I never cared. Right? Yeah. We gotta be weird together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not random weird. Never did that. What? What'd you say? Be like the random girl. No. I never oh, did that. Oh, I don't. What do you mean by the random girl? Like a Luna? Like, no, Luna is quirky in a cute uh-huh. way. Mm-hmm. A random girl is like a pick me times 50. Oh. What? Like, oh my God, that's so random. Like that? Like, just like, oh, what do you guys think about if, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll, 
I'll give you a video because okay. I can't okay. do it justice. Yes. I will send you a okay. video. Uh, Thank I, you. Okay, it sounds good. I can't justify it. Oh, really quickly, Robin, I bought this for your son. I want you to know this. I'm going to give a it to A dancing him. cactus. It mimics what you say. Yes, I've seen those. They're so and cute. And I saw it and I was like, William has to have this. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Um, okay. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, of course, Julian was there. He's a constant in her life. They did everything together. Like, his family treated her as one of their own and vice versa. Like, they even got into trouble together. Which, she gives an example of them getting into trouble of, like, them dying the Institute cat. Which, I have now, like, headcanon. It is true. Institute cat is an official position at the Institute and every Institute requires yes. cat. So, mm-hmm. um, but cats ward off evil spirits. Huh? Cats ward off evil spirits. Yeah, it's a exactly. fact. Absolutely. Everybody has to have a cat. Yeah. And they help protect against the plague <laughs> by eating all the, <laughs> the mice and the, and the ratties. <clears throat> but Julian usually took the blame with his experience. Which is explained by his logic of, like, he's one of seven and she's the only child. So his parents are going to forget that he's in trouble long before her as well. <laughs> so, like, it's just easier this way. They're going to be like, I don't know who I punished yesterday. Like, uh-huh. it don't matter. Could you imagine going through the names? Because, like, every, like, depending on which kid is usually mm-hmm. being more of a pain mm-hmm. that's my automatic right yes so i'm like william oh or audrey whatever um and then i call the other one the other name or my husband the wrong yeah. name or whatever mm-hmm. could you imagine going through seven no, no i could not no. agreed that's too hard no thank you no. I, yes. some, I have four kids two of them i don't have to really discipline anymore obviously and i still sometimes i'm like <clears throat> you know you because there's too many of them. Yep. I can't imagine something. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. <sighs> so she was also there when Julian's mom died after having his youngest sibling, Tabby. Um, and she shared in his grief at the time, like, you know, they've been through not just the good times. She's like reflecting on the fact that they've been through the bad times. So basically they're like the best of bros, right? <laughs> Totally. No so one's cute. seeing anything else happening here. No, um, not at all. So Emma rushes to the training room where she finds Katarina with a K, not a C. So not our old friend. Um, she's the institute tutor. And she's already working with the twins, Ty and Libby. So that's three named Blackthorn children, if anyone's keeping track at home. Uh, and she spots Julian uh, with another Blackthorn kid. Uh, this time, his older half brother, ooh, Juicy, that they like specifically <laughs> put in there. Um, and since Julian is only a couple of months older than Emma, he is at peak annoying little brother. Like he really, uh-huh. he's he's achieving his his goal in life. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to read you this little quote. Don't you think Mark is kind of a weird name for a shadow hunter? Julian was saying as Emma approached. I mean, if you really think about it, it's confusing. Put a mark on me, Mark. 
so funny. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Fairy 12. Yes. Yes. Mark Anthony Blackthorne, because they're all named, I mean, if, if you, can you catch the, the, the theme, the Greek theme? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who we find out is 16 and blonde, the latter of which I am going to just go ahead and rewrite in my mind right now, um, does mm-hmm. his duty to humble his brother. He's like, listen, pipsqueak. <laughs> you yeah. need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, I think you mean sweet angel sent from heaven is his name. Oh, yes, Mark, that, is, that is his name, yes. Sweet Angel Said from Heaven. Yes, yes, dear. Yes. But in my head, he will always have dark hair. I cannot have, I cannot abide him being I blonde. agree. And I'm the same oh, way with no. Julian. For some reason, I think of him with blonde hair. I don't know why. I absolutely know he doesn't. Yep, I agree. I, I do envision him, and I have to, like, re- tell my brain, no, he has dark hair. Because I think he should uh-huh. be blonde. I don't know why. Yes. No, he's, Mark is blonde. Ew. Uh-huh. That's weird. I thought um, when you said the latter part, I thought you were going to re-envision in your head that he was 16. Oh. was what oh. I thought you were talking about. <laughs> that would be former. Right? Did I say that wrong? Latter, former? The latter. Yeah. Yeah. Because you said... Because I said... Yeah. Just blown. You said it, right? You said it right. I just, oh, okay. my brain went wrong. Because why would you not want him to be blonde? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just so confused. But he's not like Sebastian blonde. Right. Right. That's my problem. In my brain. You want him to be Sebastian <laughs> yes. blonde if he is blonde? Listen, there can only be bl- one. Listen, my brain has been rotted by fan fiction. If you are blonde, you also have mm. to be morally gray and toxic. <laughs> you have to. It has okay. to be white blonde and you have to be morally gray. If you have golden blonde hair, I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> you have to be look like you're frozen. A heart of ice. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we get the older sister's name, Helen, which I would like to point out in the book. He does not like it. Helen is not referred to even once as his half sister. It we're specific okay. on introducing Mark as half brother although in the next like in the next paragraph he's just his brother which I think was like just to let you know that there is a difference in their lineage and that's why he's blonde right but I just found it interesting that even the first time Helen's introduced she's not listed as half sister yeah which I I just thought was a funny I wonder if it's like a, a an extra layer of separation between Mark and everybody else in Ooh, Emma's mind. Okay. Because Emma, well, we'll see. So. <laughs> Emma's a narrator, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say something else that I'm not sure is spoilery, and then it wouldn't track anyway because it's a different person. So I'm not going to say gotcha. anything. Gotcha. All right. So um, 
so we get her older sister's name Helen uh, who we met in Red Scrolls and at this time Helen is in Idris with her girlfriend Aline Penhallow um, and a little tidbit about the Blackthorn family gets revealed here Julian and the rest of the younger brood sans Ty who has black hair and gray eyes um, the rest of the younger kids all have the distinct Blackthorn family brown curls and sea glass eyes like green blue eyes um, well, Amanda eyes. Yeah, while um, yeah. Mark and Helen are blonde, but they don't talk about their eyes in this one. So at this point, we know mm-hmm. that they're blonde um, due to their fair, like half fairy lineage. Right. So Emma, once again, lost in the beautiful views, uh, almost takes a training knife to the head, but ducks out just in time thanks to her sweet shadow hunter skills at age 12. And the wood knife uh, ricochets off of Mark's leg. The whoopsie came from the twins. Uh, Livy quickly jumping in and claiming that it was an accident. Like, oops, sorry, our bad, whatever. And Ty immediately contradicting her, clarifying that he was absolutely aiming for his big brother. He's like, uh, no, I was aiming for you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Uh, So another lore drop, uh, this time about Mark and Helen's parentage. Apparently, Andrew Blackthorne had gone and Got, had himself a fling with a Seelie princess and the had like these two kids with her and like she dropped them off at the Institute when they were babies and he decided that he was going to raise them as shadow hunters because shadow hunter blood is dominant. Mm-hmm. And since their skin holds runes, like no one can really fucking say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Can nobody tell me nothing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So this, of course, brings us to the revelation that Emma's starting to notice boys. And by boys, I mean her best friend's hot, half-fairy older brother. (laughs) Naturally. Mm. Okay. As you fucking do. Not mad about it. As you do. And Justin, or Justin, Julian notices. (laughs) Uh, And I have this little excerpt for you. Um. You're staring, Julian said, looking at Emma over the knees of his paint-splattered training gear. She snapped back to attention. At what? At Mark. Again. He sounded annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Don't call me on my bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That's what she's like. She tells him to shut up. Yeah, she's like, God, call attention to it. And that turns into them kind of like play fighting. I don't know if this is kind of a training or just like a little play fighting session or I don't know. Anyway, so they kind of fight over the Stelle and we get this internal thought from Emma that she um, tends to go easy on Julian because um, the thought of anyone hurting him makes her angry. And I don't remember reading that part the first time. Obviously, we're digging in deeper and I'm, I'm picking up more pieces every time. But obviously, so either she thinks Julian is weak or she thinks she's like stronger, better, faster. What is Harder, that? better, yep. faster, yep. stronger. I mean, she for sure is. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the deal. Way. This is what I've told my kid before because we had a coach tell her like, a coach and I were talking and then I relayed the information. 
like when you're at practice, you need to be practicing at 100% because the opponents that your team is facing are going to be playing at 100%. So you're actually doing them a disservice going easy, quote unquote, or not as whatever on them. Because when they meet them, when you guys meet them out on the pitch, they're not going to be like, I'll take it easy on them. Uh Uh-huh. It's my friend over there. And then you can't challenge your skills if you're not Mm -hmm. at 100% either. So, like, I know you don't want to hurt anybody, but. Right. For sure. That sounds like she needs a new training buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe she should train with Mark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was really good. I really thought that was a cat. Oh, nice. Kristen's welcome. usually much better at that. <laughs> Meow. That's all. Uh, I know. <laughs> okay, so we um, Mark is still talking with Ty about him throwing knives at him, <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, is that because of your bees? Is it because we got rid of your bees?" And Ty is obviously pissed. He's like, uh, "Duh." Duh. And he specifically says, "I quote, I assume you did it to thwart me." Oh. And I only quote that because it's mentioned about his extensive vocabulary for a Mm 10-year-old. Like, he's clearly very intelligent. Um, But, yeah, the the (laughs) narrative goes a little more into depth about Ty. Um, He doesn't tell lies. He um, doesn't understand the need to tell lies. And sometimes stuff he does annoys people, and he just doesn't understand it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think... We can kind of see yeah. the picture there. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more uh-huh. talked about nowadays. He's clearly on the spectrum yeah. just based on those few things. But aren't we all? Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I mean. The more and more you learn, the more and more warriors. you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they go back to the bees. Ty says that he had been studying them and they were his friends. Aww. Single tear. Like, come on. That's just so, Why are you taking away a boy's so bees? cute and sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark is like, dude, it's bees. That's not safe. Like, we have to keep you safe. It's our job to keep you safe. Bees are not safe. <laughs> Who knows what he was storing oh. them into? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then Mark is very sweet, um, explaining to him, like, why they can't allow him to take the bees like or keep the bees. He really sits down with them and he's like, this is why they're going to, you know, it's not safe. And it's kind of showing me a little bit why Robin chose Mark as her favorite character. Because mm-hmm. he's very yes. he's very sweet with, with Ty. So Emma and Julian are still wrestling. And Emma must have at some point decided not to allow Julian to win this one. Because eventually she is able to overtake him and he waves the white flag. And um, she suddenly feels weird about lying directly on top of him. And <laughs> is like noticing his, you know changing features as he's getting older and he's kind of starting to his face is starting to form into more of a, an adult and he looks a little bit more like mark you know that she's mm-hmm. been noticing and um obviously she's starting to act awkward and luckily she's saved by the bell saved by the bell because someone rang the bell at the institute and julian could totally sense something was off and he's like sup dog like what's going on here <laughs> And she lied and said she hit her elbow, which how awkward do you have to look if all you're doing is like realizing that, that you can get away with saying you hit your elbow. (laughs) Sometimes we panic uh, and just say shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So suddenly there's a huge flash of light and the building kind of like shakes almost. And Emma suddenly hears screaming coming from downstairs. Livy is instantly at Ty's side, putting herself between him and the danger. She's like, basically, it says like she's encircling him as if she could completely protect him. And it's just love, love, love Love these characters already. Mm -hmm. And um, so Katerina, who was training Livy, as we know, goes to into action immediately. And she instructs Emma and Julian to stay with the twins and for Mark to come with her. And of course, Julian has to protest like, I don't want my brother going into danger, but Mark's like, bro, I'm good. And I feel like I can't remember exactly, but I feel like he like double fists and daggers. And he's just like, super badass. And uh, the chaos continues downstairs. So um, Julian tries to comfort Ty and Livy. And um, he's like, it's going to be OK. Everything's fine. And Ty is like, uh, there's no way you can know that, Napoleon. <clears throat> Like, anyone could even know that. <laughs> He's like, you don't even know what's going on. Don't say you know it's going to be okay when you don't even know what it is. And so Ty tells Julian that um, he's getting pissed. And if whatever this is finds them in hiding in the training room and it hurts Livy, it's going to be Julian's fault for keeping letting them, making them stay in the room. Jesus. So obviously, yeah, these two have a pretty strong bond. <laughs> so eventually Julian like he has to think about it for a minute he's fucking 12 like Mm -hmm. what do you do in this moment luckily they start like when did he obviously Livy and Ty are in the training room so they have started training Mm -hmm. but they're probably still pretty early in their training then because they're what 10 Uh right so yeah none of them are super into their training so crazy to think Julian has to take charge here um, so he gives Livy a dagger and reminds Ty about how the bees work together. Like, remember, they were synchronized and everything. We're going to do that now because we're going to go to the office and call the clave. So Emma heads to get Tavi and Drew and is going to meet them in the office. And um, on the way to the nursery to collect Tavi and Drew, she uh, is looking out the window as she's walking through the hall and looking at the beautiful weather, thinking about wishing her parents were there because obviously they're her safety net. But at the same mm-hmm. time, at least they're safe. They're not here. She knows they're okay. Do you know? Eventually, yeah. Eventually she makes it to the nursery. And uh, the first thing she sees is Tabby's face is like bright red from being in his crib, just standing there crying. Um, which is something that I thought about immediately. Like, they didn't have a baby monitor? I I know people have cell phones, right? Nowadays, they have to at least have a sound baby monitor, maybe no video. But anyway, Drew is standing in front of the crib holding a sword. And she's like eight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. amazing. And obviously, she is terrified that even when she sees Emma she doesn't like register that it's Emma until Emma's like hey it's me and she drops the sword and just starts bawling poor baby like, obviously she thought she was gonna have to defend her brother and just mm-hmm. ugh. so Emma grabs Tavi and tells Drew to grab her weapons belt and they head to the office and clearly Emma is panicking at this point because she takes a wrong turn she sees like a buttload of shadow hunters in the 
foyer. <laughs> Still not as beautiful. And some of them are in black and some of them are in red. There's like statues tipped over and obviously a huge mess from the statues. There's a big ass window that's broken. The scene is not only messy, but it's also covered in blood. So that's not very good. And then she <laughs> notices Sebastian standing there in red. And he's carrying the reverse mortal cup that she had heard about. Because, of course, she's a kid. She shouldn't know. But, of course, she's they eavesdrop and she's heard yeah. all the stories. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She knows so everything. She knows who this is. She knows. (laughs) Okay. So Emma puts her hand on the back of baby's, Tavi's head, and presses his face to her shoulder. And she's in, like, a state of shock, of course. And her mind is screaming at her to nope the fuck right out of there. But her legs are, like, lead. Like, she's like, (laughs) I have to watch this car accident. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Literally. So, Sebi's surrounded by a gaggle of black and red clad shadow hunters, and she quickly picks out Mark, who has his hands held behind his back by a shadow hunter in red gear. V-Tang Light calls out for them to, like, bring her, quotes, and Father Blackthorn <laughs> drags out Katarina, who's fighting every step of the way, and we find out, like, the dad's name is Andrew, and so... Which maybe we knew that before. I don't know. His name is Andrew Blackthorne. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> and Andrew pushes Katarina to her knees. And as whatever, this is the head of the Institute. This is their um, their hoge, right? Their tutor. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's very shocking. Yeah. And in a scene reminiscent of City of Lost Souls, Katarina is forced to drink from the Infernal Cup by Sebastian. She um, is let loose afterwards and she just falls to the floor with a blood curdling scream as Emma's POV says a howl of pain as if her soul were being torn out of her body. That is how 12 year old Emma is describing the sound coming from her tutor that is gasping mm. on the floor who was held there by her best friend's yeah. dad and the head of the Institute. Yeah, yeah. Just we're riding the trauma right. train, if yeah. you will. Right. The full on, like, ev- no, no family member escapes. Toot, <laughs> yeah. toot. Um, the crowd laughs in henchmen, oh, as yep. you do. And Emma thinks about how Tang 2.0 was horrible and beautiful because she knows. She knows. <laughs> and. Yes, he is, my dear. Again, it is he is giving Deacon Frost, and I just fucking can't. A thousand percent. One day, I'm going to make you watch that movie with me. What movie? What movie? Blade. Oh. Mm. Icy, blonde, evil, mad at the woods. Everything you just said. Well, I mean, I probably he is Deacon like Frost. It, yeah. Yeah, we're watch. It's done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Okay. Anyway, you, wait, he's you didn't flanked say by yours. two. <laughs> Finish it. Finish it. It's I'm yours first, though, right? I'm yours. Signed, sealed, delivered. Oh, maybe it's twice. Maybe they do a double. Mm-hmm. It's a sandwich, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> it's a sandwich of I'm yours. Uh huh. Okay, so Sebi is flanked by two now evil shadow hunters. One is a lady with graying hair that we're assuming is Amatis. 
And another is a large shape that Emma is assuming is a man. That's... She can't see his face. I don't don't like that. No. (laughs) Mm -mm. It's very, like, executioner. mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ooh. He's all... Yeah. Sebi asks his henchmen if all the shadow hunters have been rounded up. And the woman is like, yes, this is the boy, Mark Blackthorne. Like, he's old enough, right? He's cool. We fuck with 16-year-olds. And just to really, like, flex his dominance of the situation and intimidate Mark, Sebi has Katarina, which he calls Sister Katarina, by the by, Mm -mm. bring Mark to him. Don't like that. It's like the guy standing next to him and holding him back could do that. But let's just... Let's just have your tutor do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Fuck yep. it. Yep. Uh, why not? It's a little sprinkle. It's the whip whooped cream. Um, Emma is looking on from the sidelines and she has the gut punch, obviously, seeing Katarina do that. And um, she even goes into like an internal monologue sidebar about Katarina being there when Tavi was born. And, like, she gave them their first weapons, and she's, like, taught them all this languages. And it's, like, crazy to watch her be, like, blank-eyed and blindly obeying Sebastian, Mm -hmm. reaching out to grab Mark. Drew makes, like, a gasp, which, like, (gasps) kind of pulls Emma out of her shell. Shell shock! Yeah. It's from the Turtles video game. It's not just you that's watching this happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And... Emma places Tavi into Drew's arm, hold my baby, and tells her to run for the office to Julian and to let him know that she will be right there. Like, go tell your brother I'm on my way. Drew listens. She's like, yes, ma'am, and makes a silent run down the hall. And Emma turns around to finish watching the scene unfolding below because they're like up on the second level. I'm assuming it's like an elegant staircase and she's kind of like hiding up there, like by the banister or whatever. So she looks down. Katarina is behind Mark, marching him forward with a dagger pointing into his back. And now that he's closer, Emma can tell that he's banged up from fighting. And Sebby sneers at him saying that Mark isn't all Nephilim. And if his sources are correct, he's also part Fae. Heard about you. One of the, like, minions from the crowd asks if that means that the cup won't work on him. And then he calls this motherfucker Lord Sebastian. No. No. He's just trying something new, you guys. It didn't work. It's okay. (laughs) But, like, it's Laird. Like, from uh, Outlander. I just brother and sister and like low I don't know it was just like bro you are doing too much it's too much I I hate I hate the the brother sister thing I hate I it. do too <laughs> it makes mm-hmm. me so I uncomfortable mean, okay. <laughs> I like it because it's over the top creepy right yes. like I yes. need the chill factor but to me the thing is it's like Sebastian's so evil and so fucking maniacal he doesn't need a title. His right. name strikes fear enough. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't need to be Lord Voldemort. No, okay. You don't need Lord. Nope. Mm-hmm. You just need 
your name. Yep. Like Valentine. Yep. That was yes. enough. Ominous. It's right. enough. Yes. I mean, you're, 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 Tom could have just gone by Riddle and it would have been like basically yes. like Cher. Like you could totally do it. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. That was weird that he had to rename himself, but. Right. Yeah. It was it's secondhand embarrassment is uh-huh. what it is. Anyway, Sebastian tells them that he doesn't want Mark. I don't want him. For some reason, like these spellbound, under utter control henchmen are acting like the dumb sidekicks, right? That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're Crab and Goyle, Bonsai and Ed, Mar from Home yep. Alone. Like they are dumb sidekicks. Yep. They're just dumb extra players, NPCs. Dumb, dumb dummies. Uh huh. I guess they're a little more than NPCs, but like they're just like they're. Yeah. It ain't working. Mm-hmm. One of them interrupts Sebastian, oh, no. skulking, to give him some ideas of what they should do with Mark, including sacrificing him for the pleasure of Lilith or Asmodeus. Asmodeus! Sebastian says that he doesn't think it'd be wise to do that to the one with the blood of the fair folk. And Mark answers this by spitting at him. It's a blonde off, and I am fucking here for it. Okay? (laughs) I don't know why I'm not talking why that's going. Like, I need to wait. Anyway, Sebastian is, like, startled. He's like, which, like, I guess. And he calls over Andrew Blackthorne to restrain him. Like, restrain your son. And, like, it's okay to wound him. Like, you can hurt him. Um, but there's only so much patience that he's going to have with his half-breed son. Like, Dude. I don't have, like, time for his insolence, basically. Mm. And Mark's p- possessed father lifts up his bloody broadsword. And Emma reacts. Like, like he's going to, like, I'm going to say pistol whip him. But, like, broad, backhand him with this broadsword is what I'm thinking. And Emma just instant reacts, throwing a knife right into Sebastian's chest. Because she is the new Jace Herondale, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly. that if, 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 Yes. You guys, Emma's blonde, if that wasn't enough, like, if, if it wasn't clear enough yet. She is yes, Jace. Right. Just, <laughs> yes. Yes. She's her, gender bent this Jace. This is her origin story. Yes. Yes. Okay, sorry. I forgot where I was. Blade into Sebastian's chest. Andrew drops the sword and all of the minions cry out. It's like, ah, fuck. That's not what they say. But that's what I say when I hurt myself. My lord. (laughs) My lord. Uh, Mark gets to his feet and Sebi stares down at the blade sticking out from his chest. He gives it what I'm imagining as the deadest pan. Ouch. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then pulls the knife out, which I just imagine Kristen screaming at him in my brain. Don't do that. And he looks up to Emma completely unfazed. He gives literally no shits. (laughs) And he tells her, quote, quotes my goats. 
It's a shame you won't live, he said to her. Live to tell the clave that Lilith has strengthened me beyond all measure. Perhaps Glorious could end my life. A pity for the Nephilim that they have no more favors they can ask of heaven, and none of the pushy, oh, sorry, puny instruments of war they forge in the adamant citadel can harm me now. Uh-oh. He fucking practiced that in the mirror, and he is so excited he got Absolutely. to fucking say it to somebody. Why would, why would he waste that on the 12-year-old, though? Well, it's more for, like, the minions yeah. to see yeah. it. Right, like, fair. He's got to have clout. <laughs> yes. And the, all the newbies he's turned. Yeah. Yeah. He's got new followers. He's got to show them. Show uh-huh. He then calls for her to be fucking murdered. Of <laughs> course. Murder and Mark fast. tries to get to Emma. What did you say? I said murder most foul. I just, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Murder. <laughs> Um, Mark tries to make his way to Emma, um, but is pulled back by, like, the all-cloaked figure, the one that looks like a man that we can't see who they are. Yes. Yes. Mountain. Uh Uh-huh. Cersei. Mountain. Okay. The Hound. I know this is a sidebar. I am very sorry. I want some sort of... uh, A TV show would be okay, but I, I really want it as a book. I want a book... Where when they, like, go from, like, the normal world to the fantasy world, and the people that go from one to the other, they're using, like, oh, this is our, like, they're using, like, uh, pop culture references like we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? like, like, for sure they would call something, like, I don't know, like, something from Harry Potter or, okay. do you know what I mean? Like. As you're going through stuff, like, I, I probably wouldn't, like, I don't know. I'd probably be like, where's your lightsaber? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like the I sass. the media where they're, like, using all of these references. <laughs> they're like. Like when they rewrote the first chapter of Harry Potter with, like, Gen Z. Yes. yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I was helping Audrey with her homework yesterday, and they're starting, like, a unit on ancient Greeks ancient greece which i love of course mm-hmm. and so she was running like very quickly about like pericles mm-hmm. and stuff and um it said like which one of these characteristics describes how pericles was and one said like a charismatic leader or whatever and she's kind of like i don't know what any of these are or whatever and i was like oh dear yeah. <clears throat> riz is short for charisma <laughs> So Pericles had the fucking yeah. Riz. And she's like, oh, my God, that makes sense. Like, she just needed to hear it. Oh, my yep. gosh. That's amazing. And her speech. Oh, yeah, we needed God. it translated to Gen Z. Yeah. And him, ha- like, she could get her mind around him having yeah. Riz, but not. And she's like, I didn't know that. Like, that was actually a word or whatever. Like, she knows what it means. Yeah. Uh-huh. She knows the definitions of it. She just didn't know that it was, like, short for charisma right. or whatever. And then... um. I am so fucking annoying because every time she pronounced something wrong, I had to correct her. Yeah. And I was just like, the video you watched on this is saying Athens and Pericles and Parthenon. And you're saying like, no wonder you're having a hard time with it because you're not saying the word correctly. So then it's like, what are you talking about? Uh Try to say it right. Make an effort. So that way it'll like, oh, that word that clicks. Anyway. That's a fucking sidebar. 
I love it. <laughs> but yes, we need to read that. I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it to you, Amanda. The Harry Potter Gen Z. It's yes, hilarious. Yes, please do. Okay. So Emma turns. I'll get you back from my sidebar. Mark's being dragged back by the fucking mountain. Okay. Sebastian calls for them to be murdered. Emma turns and runs. And she's fast. Okay. She's fast as fuck, boy. And she is attributing it to the fact that she learned to run on the beach. Oh. So solid ground is like super like easy for her. It's a list of her Napoleon skills, like nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, and computer you hacking know skills. Both her arms are straight behind her back. <laughs> She's Narutoing. Just rigid, straight behind her back. Oh god. I just love that she is in a fucking near-death situation. She's like, I'm so fucking fast. Because uh-huh. I was on the beach. Fucking wood floors ain't got nothing on this shit. I'm so fast. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Fast as fuck, boy. Anyway. <laughs> she's able to get away fast enough to duck into the office oh. and slam the door behind her. And she bolts it. Inside, Julian is on the phone yelling down the line to keep the portal open because they're not all safe. Mm-hmm. And he looks up to see Emma and he like drops the phone, which come on, mm-hmm. keep your wits about you. You're talking to people. Don't fucking do that. And they both kind of like stare at each other. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the Indarkened have reached the door and they're knock, knock, knocking oh. on it. <laughs> Emma and Julian meet in the middle of the room. They're like that song you start walking your way and i'll start walking mine Mm -hmm. and of course he's like where's my dad where's mark and emma makes an effort to kind of tell him but it ends up with her saying that she couldn't that's all she was able to get out and she tells him that it's sebastian on the other side of those doors and they have to go back for them like it's sebastian's out there we have to get them whatever And Julian redirects her to the portal, saying that it's open to Idris, but only for a few more seconds. And Emma protests about Mark, but she doesn't really have any idea of what they could do to save him. Clearly, she's just, like, freaking stabbed Sebi, and it didn't even bother him. Like, Mm -hmm. I tried to MDK him. It didn't work. And Julian calls out her name as the door bursts open and the Indarkin start pouring in. The lady, who we're all assuming is Amatis, starts yelling at them that they're like all the Nephilim are going to burn in the fires of Edom. Sister Amatis, if you will. <laughs> Julian, meanwhile, starts racing for the portal, dragging Emma behind him, and they're dodging arrows, but they're able to make it to the portal. Julian wrapping his arms around Emma as they fall forward. So they fall forward into the portal. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when they get to Idris, they're just going to fall on the ground. Like, that's silly. You should jump. Mm -hmm. Like, in Mary Poppins, when they jumped into the chalk drawings. Okay. I was thinking the crappy CGI from um, the Goblet of Fire, where they take the port key. That's that's my thought. And (laughs) Cedric Cedric Diggory and and his dad are just... And, everyone else and now you know what we're talking face. about, Amanda. I don't. Because you watched it. Mm-mm. I did watch it 
but I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Were you crocheting the entire time you were watching it? Yes, Yes. I was. What'd you say? Amanda didn't pay attention when Robert Pattinson was on the screen. That I did the most when he was there. Yes, I liked his character. He's Cedric Diggory. Mm -hmm. He was doing the walking. Did you know he was in there, or were you expecting him? No, I didn't. I was. was I was surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. David Tennant is a nice surprise in that Uh too. Hello. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean. He was just a little cameo. You notice, I mean, like, there's obviously, like, all of the best, like, British acting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's kind of amazing. You're you're going through, you're like, oh, shit, you're in that, too? Oh, shit, you're in that, too? Yeah, yeah. right? I, see, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know him. <sighs> okay. Well, thanks for banging along on this <laughs> exciting journey. Yeah. Sorry mm-hmm. if it was weird it's gonna be bumpy for the next one or two it's mm-hmm. <laughs> fine you love it okay and so next week make sure that you read chapter one the portion of their cup oh for behind the scenes content and the latest updates check us out on instagram at down world or dish podcast we'll see you next time bye, bye. bye. bye.